Investors Pro Rata, where we take just 10 minutes to get you smarter on the collision of tech, business, and politics. Sponsored by Bridge Bank. Be bold. Venture wisely. I'm Dan Pramack. On today's show, tech versus the virus and Uncle Sam as the lender of last resort. But first, a manufactured crisis. Politicians love to talk about the importance of American manufacturing, but almost always in the context of jobs. Today, though, U.S. manufacturers have become vital because of what they make more than who's making it. Specifically, companies are being asked to build tens of thousands of ventilators and either stitch together or repurpose billions of face masks to ward off some of the ugliest coronavirus scenarios. And just for context, in New York State, they believe they need 30,000 ventilators, but as of yesterday, had just 7,000. If worse does come to worse, doctors there will either need to try to keep multiple patients alive on the same ventilator or more likely be forced to make some very gruesome decisions. This is the reason why you've heard about automakers and companies like Honeywell rushing to build ventilators and alcohol companies rushing to make hand sanitizer. And the FDA has indeed eased some restrictions to help grease the wheels, particularly on N95 face masks. One thing that hasn't happened yet though, is President Trump fully implementing the Defense Production Act, which would direct certain private companies to begin or ramp up production. He says this is because manufacturers and other companies are already doing their parts voluntarily. Although again, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo keeps publicly pleading with Trump on the ventilator shortage. In short, lots has been done already, but we're still playing catch up. In 20 seconds, we'll go deeper with Axios reporter Joanne Muller. But first, this. The Equity Fund Resources Group at Bridge Bank is a central hub for the venture capital and private equity communities. Offering banking services for funds, partners, and their portfolio companies, Bridge Bank's financial solutions are designed for the entire innovation ecosystem and include creative credit solutions, robust treasury and cash management capabilities, and a suite of international banking products. Bridge Bank is a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridge Bank, be bold, venture wisely. We're joined now by Axios' Joanne Muller. Can we start here with what the president can or can't do, and, and specifically the Defense Production Act? Is he right from your perspective that he doesn't need to fully implement it because private industry is already doing what the Defense Production Act was designed for? Well, he's correct in that companies are under pressure from him. He calls it leverage. They are coming forward to come up with solutions. They're trying to find partners, how they can help. But the Defense Production Act has two parts. One is prioritizing who gets the material products and then also compelling companies to produce it. He is focused on that he doesn't have to compel anyone to do it because they're volunteering. You know, I've talked to companies and they are saying it's kind of chaotic and there is no central clearinghouse for all this. And a little organization would be nice. When Governor Cuomo of New York talks, he talks about the need for ventilators. He obviously wants the Defense Production Act to be fully implemented, but he also talks about wanting to be able to tap this federal stockpile of ventilators. And it's estimated there could be like 20,000 of them. If there's a federal stockpile of ventilators, why aren't they being sent to a place where somebody needs ventilators? That's an excellent question. And I don't think the administration has given a good answer yet. Yesterday, they did say that they're going to send 4,000 of that 20,000 ventilators to New York City which is good, but not nearly enough for what New York needs. Cuomo says they need 30,000 in the next couple of weeks to handle the surge that they anticipate. What I also found interesting is Cuomo is saying, send all 20,000 to me. I will use them to treat our own patients. And then when our peak passes and other cities are starting to peak, I will personally have them delivered to those cities. These are machines that can be reused. However, it's a very sophisticated machine. The challenge is the disposable parts 
They go into individual patients. And, you know, we need more of those parts. Can you talk a bit on the manufacturing side? What companies that don't normally make ventilators, or at least what are the leading ones that now are changing some of their production lines to be able to make ventilators? Well, what we're seeing mostly right now is auto companies. You know, there's a great history of the auto industry stepping up during World War II to make tanks and bombs and airplanes. So they specialize in mass production. So they're the natural industry you go to. So Ford has already announced something. GM has announced something. Tesla CEO Elon Musk says he's going to do something. We haven't seen anything yet. Which is a change for him because at first he said this is being overblown. Then, oh, if we need to, we will. And, And now he seems to realize the need. I think so. He did manage to buy 1,200 ventilators in China and had them airlifted right to LAX, where they're being put to use now. So California is very grateful for that aspect. There is a report today that he's trying to set up some sort of, well, we don't know for sure that it's Tesla, but we assume it is because the location of this facility would be Reno, Nevada, which is where Tesla has its giant gigafactory. So they certainly have batteries, which would be very useful in these machines. You know, when you think of World War II, that was kind of a a slow build sort of thing. It obviously went on for years. Here, we're talking about needing things immediately and certainly within the next couple of weeks. How difficult is it, say, you know, for a Ford or a General Motors, which has plants that have been making cars and trucks, to basically retrofit them and change to make ventilators? Can they just do it with their existing equipment or do they need to basically set up a new facility, which is what Honeywell is doing in Rhode Island? Exactly. That's the problem, right? Is And the auto companies have not been very specific on how quickly they can get up to speed on some of this. But, you know, you need to start with tooling. So you have to have a mold in order to make the piece that will then create the part that goes into a ventilator. So it's a long process. What we do know is that the automakers are very good at using their own leverage to free up supply chains. I think where this is going to come from mostly is helping existing manufacturers of ventilators crank up their own production. Joanne, some of the companies and you've mentioned are companies that have cut worker hours, even maybe done some furloughs because there's just not consumer demand for consumer products right now. Is making ventilators and things like that, is that an opportunity to also bring these workers back online? Absolutely, Dan. So for instance, in Indiana, General Motors is looking to set up some production in one of their own factories that it was staffed by UAW members who are now idle. They have told me they're likely to seek volunteers, paid volunteers, of course, who are willing to come into the plant to make the ventilators. So understand that the one reason that the automakers shut down fairly quickly was because the UAW workers were afraid to work under these circumstances. We've already had two UAW members die in factories from this disease. And so they're justifiably afraid. Axios Joanne Muller, who writes the Axios Navigate newsletter, which you can get at signup.axios.com. Thanks so much for joining. All right. Thank you. My final two right after this. The Equity Fund Resource Group at BridgeBank is a central hub for the venture capital and private equity communities. Leveraging nearly two decades of expertise delivering solutions to emerging technology and growth companies, BridgeBank now offers services for funds, SBICs, and general partners including creative credit solutions, robust treasury management capabilities, and a suite of international banking services. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Be bold, venture wisely. 
Now it's time for my final two. And first up is yet another reason why America is so behind many other countries when it comes to tracking and stopping the spread of coronavirus. As Axios' Ina Fried reports today, we just won't adopt the same technologies for both practical and cultural reasons. For example, in Taiwan, local authorities have enforced quarantines by using a mobile phone-based virtual fence that relies on geolocation. In Hong Kong, they use electronic bracelets for a similar purpose. In Singapore, residents there were required to download a contact tracing app. And in Israel, emergency measures were just approved to monitor cell phones of those infected or suspected of being infected. All of those measures do help slow the virus's spread, but they run counter to American civil liberties. Moreover, our lack of widespread testing, including growing worries about shortages of reagents needed for new tests, would make much of such monitoring irrelevant. The bottom line, tracing tech can help, just not here. And finally, as I tape this on Wednesday morning, we still don't know exactly what is in the multi-trillion dollar bipartisan stimulus plan agreed upon late last night by the White House and Senate leaders. One thing to watch is if any of the money to industry and big business comes with equity, or if U.S. taxpayers will only get eventual upside from debt interest payments. Here's Boeing CEO Dave Calhoun when asked yesterday on Fox Business about tying equity to a government bailout of his company. If they force it, we just look at all the other options and we've got plenty of them. Apparently, beggars can be choosers. For what it's worth, Axios asked Boeing to share even one of those plenty of other options, but the company didn't. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. And to my producers, Tim Shovers and Naomi Shaven, have a great national Little Red Wagon Day. And we'll be back tomorrow with another Pro Rata Podcast.